Oh, it's the spooky season. Oh, friends, come on, come on. Spooky season may never end. Hi there. Oh, it's you. Do you want a selection box? Oh, I bought literally nothing less. Maybe a gingerbread house. You like no, candy? No, right? no, Random handfuls of assorted sweets from the cupboard are all this season deserves. How about a nice warm stew? Oh, come on. Look, it's spooky season skill. still. There's very little of the, the, the year I get to be a skeleton and that is acceptable. What are you doing muscling in on my grand? People like me. They're very excited to see me. Yeah, they like us too. The goths love us. Yeah, but they look so depressing. Yes, they need us. They look 3% less depressed when we're around. Depressing. What if we covered everything in white and made it... It is all untouched and beautiful and pure. What if we made everything grimy and cobwebby so that everything didn't have to be so perfect? Christmas! Yay! Can't even give us a blooming week. Selection box, selection box, selection box, selection box. We're starting Halloween 2 on Boxing Day. Hufflup, Hufflup, Hufflup. Oh, Marceline in on Easter. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. You wouldn't want to mess with me up. Sorry, my apologies. It's a big fucking rabbit. Yeah, don't fucking mess with them. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnet Dale. And I'm not Jane Harris Magnet Dale. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast where we definitely remember how to say our own new I surname. Didn't nearly say Dagnet Mail. Dagnet Mail. Uh, da- See, I still think Dale Magnet would have been a funny joke. I already know three Jane Dales. I, I know. I've been another Jane Dale. I know. I, I'm being silly because you're a Dale Magnet. You have attracted me. <laughs> and we have attracted each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a podcast where two queer trans women talk about the media we've consumed Sometimes in the week. Sometimes flirt a bit. Sometimes flirt a bit, do some silly voices and skits. And whatnot. Uh, what have you been playing this week? Uh, well, I'll yeah. be honest, I've mostly been playing one game. Yeah, I have started playing that one game, but you've played considerably more of it, and I'd like to hear about your thoughts. I've been playing uh, Fatal Frame slash Project Zero Maiden of Blackwater. Yes, uh, it's, it's, I was going to say it's a new Fatal Frame. It's a, it's Wii, not, U, it's a Wii U it's, one. It's a Wii U Fatal Frame yeah. that finally came to stuff that wasn't the Wii U that people actually own. Yeah. And released in territories that didn't get the Wii U one because no one was going to buy it on Wii U. It's it's released fucking on everything, I believe. I think uh, it's on PlayStation and yeah, Xbox and Yeah, it's on PC all the things. It's on Switch. Switch. Yeah. How are you getting on with it? Uh, I'm... <laughs> okay. So I'm very much enjoying that it's definitely a Fatal Frame game. It sure is a fatal frame game. I loved two. Two was great. I struggled with three. I thought it was either a bit too difficult or I just couldn't get into it for some other reason. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I really sort of like, I spent so long trying to get a hold of a fucking copy and I paid probably quite a lot over the odds for it. Yeah. I must get the next one. I loved two so much and one was eh, all right, but two was an improvement. So three must be a bigger improvement, right? And I got three. And I, uh, I really tried, and I just wasn't very good at it. But this, this one, one, um, I like that it's got some like quality of life stuff. I don't know if this appeared in in other versions or if this is a setting I toggled right at the beginning, before setup, and I haven't really paid attention to. But there's like, hey, there's a thing over here, which is great. 
if you can't see an item and you're like, you walk into a room and it's like, oh, there is something just behind you. Cool. Ah. I will just turn over and grab that. Um, there's times when it's like, oh, I'm just going to do a little flashy to imply that there is a ghost that you could be taking a picture of. Because yeah. I very often missed those in, in previous Fatal Frames. And um, like this enemy is this direction. Here is the enemy. Like I don't really remember as, most of that stuff being in in the others. As someone who really loved uh, The Last of Us Two, having the ability to swipe the touchpad to bring on uh, a mode that highlighted all of the like, here's all the interactables. Here's mm -hmm. this. Here's that. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate being able to go. Okay, I've looked as best I can. What have I missed? Point me at shit. Like yeah. that sort of thing is really appreciated. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like I'm constantly like losing out on on content. Yeah, or things. Like you, you because, get to experience all the cool game. Yeah, it's it's one thing saying you know oh yeah, but it's supposed to be a bit ephemeral and and yeah. you might not get it. But there's also the some of that is part of the story. That's yeah. like extra bits of the story. It's like look over here, we've got some story to show you. Cool, thank you. I'm glad you pointed that out yeah. to me. Rather than oh yeah, you just heard a, a like a scream. You heard a bit of a, a fuffle. But because your directional hearing isn't great, you just missed it entirely. And then there was a scream and someone fell off something, maybe. Yes. Or jumped, who knows. Um, it's very heavy on suicide stuff and drowning. Yeah. Two things that I usually have a lot of problems with. Yeah. I've done surprisingly well with this. Yeah, like, there's there's a couple of times where I've come down and seen scenes I haven't made it to in the game yet. Like, there was one where someone was stood, like, on a roof and... Uh, the main character was surprisingly blasé about not rushing over there. Um, but, like, it seems like it's not been, like, sensationalised or needlessly traumatically used from what I've seen. Um, it is a lot. If if you yeah. think that this is going to be a lot, it's a lot. Um, yeah. There is also this whole um, spirit glance thing mm. where you run over to someone and hold R2. Yeah. Um, just as they're... Because, you know, they sometimes take a little while and they're doing a little screamy yeah. effect. If you run over and touch them, the first time you touch each type of ghost... Right. So, spirit maidens or the guy that bends back or... Yeah. Or one of the people with the reliquies on their back. On, on their back. Um, and then you, like, just touch them as they're dying. You get, like, a flashback of the moments before they died. Okay. Some of that can be a bit much. Yeah. Like there, where there's one of the shrine maidens, like one of the unique shrine maidens, and like you watch her, all of her friends getting like assassinated, and yeah. then having their heads cut off. Yes. And then the last one is like fubump down on you, and it's like that's that might be a bit much yeah. for someone. I'll I'll say this much. I think the main difference why I feel like this isn't going to bother me too much, uh, on a personal level, is that. <clears throat> Unlike something like uh, the original Life is Strange's second episode, it's not putting the blame on me as the person playing or the character. It is, these things happened outside of your control, which for me personally makes tends to make them easier yeah. to process in narrative. I think the found footage nature of, of those... Um, those scenes, those flashbacks, yeah. because it does look like it's shot on like really yeah. dodgy VHS tape. Um... I think that probably does help add some distance, yeah. hmm. but I can see how, and, and also yeah. like all the text documents. Talk about. Again, I'm only yeah, obviously only talking about myself. I recognise for other people that's yes. going to be more of an issue. But... And sometimes we're informative here, so here yeah. I am. There you go. Um, so yeah, that's that's that that that's that sort of side of things. I have liked um, just the, like 
a lot of the stuff about it. It's nice to go back to it. There's been a few bits where I've been like, I've seen this bit. I've seen this bit so many times. I've walked this path for like, with now three different characters. Yes, because there's three different characters all on sort of parallel Those... stories. That I mean, they're all intertwined. They all do yeah. meet up at one point. But because of that, there is a lot of like, oh, this person's there now. This person's there now, and they experienced this. It it sure seems like a way of recycling some content. Like it feels like the map is pretty huge, but yeah. um, I think you could probably understand once you've got a bit further through it why I thought I was really near the end of the game. Yeah. It's like, oh yes, I'm getting to the point where I've seen pretty much everything as far as I can tell. Um. But I'm now on the very last chapter. I know this because I looked into a thing and it was like, there are this many chapters. I was like, cool. Also, it said the final chapter. Yes. Um, and it's been nice to have a bit more freedom because a lot of the previous times through these maps, it was like, don't go that way. That's not where they went. Uh-huh, like, yes. But I've played a lot. Like Fatal Frame 2 was very much like, a, hey, here is your mission. Don't go there, you will miss so much film and medicine yeah. and spirit water and mirror stones and type 90 film. Yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, I will I will have a good explore. And this has been the first time it's been like, yep, definitely going to do a full-on explore and do some things. And some of those ghosts can absolutely fuck off. I'm looking at you, the tall lady. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really I, really enjoying that one mechanic that I do have a bit of a problem with, although I've got better at it in the last day or so. Yeah. Because I found a hint video. Um, the reach out mechanic. Right. So when you pick things up, yeah. if you're in the shop for the most part, you mm. can just reach out, click on B or L2, because yeah. despite the fact the prompt says B, you can pretty much do all the interactables with the R2 button. Okay, yeah. Um. I was like, okay, I'll grab that. If you're in the shop, it's just like, ping, you picked it up. Yeah. If you're out in the wild, it's like, ooh, I'm reaching out. Ooh, oh, is something going to get I'm me? I'm reaching oh, out. Oh, ooh, oh. Ooh. Okay, I got it. Yeah, it's cool. Or it's like this hand will sort of loom out from the side. And if you yeah. let go quick enough, which is difficult if you fully depress the R2 button, <laughs> yeah. you have to sort of like, just tiptoe down on it. Yeah. Tip-toe down on it. And don't release it too quickly. Don't release it too quickly, because otherwise you will have to... Probably step forward, reorient your character, and then grab it again. Yeah. Um, yes, it was. Um, that mechanic has got a bit tired at times, so, especially when there's lots to pick up. It's a neat idea if you're only going to have to do it occasionally, but when you have to keep repeatedly doing it, it feels like it's just sort of slowing down your ability yeah. to. I'd hate to speed run this game. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> I just want to grab the thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh. But yeah, I'm I'm obviously much earlier in the game than you, but it is it, it feels like what I remember enjoying about past yeah. Fatal Frames I've enjoyed, and I'm very glad I've picked it up. It seems real real neat. It it looks nice, it plays yeah. nice. Um I've have been slightly laughing at the people on the the Steam reviews going, Oh, it goes into FMV, it's all grainy. That's a that's an actual yes, aesthetic that, choice. That is a that is a thing that this series does and uh it's doing the thing it does as a series. Can you not see that that's an aesthetic choice? It looks nothing like the rest of the game. How yeah. how did you come to that? But yeah, some of some of the like filters in this, especially like scenes from the sunset, hmm. ha- just they're really beautifully done. Well done, whoever designed all the all the filters and stuff, and yeah, the like uh, like graphical overlays for things. They look good. Well done. It's a neat game. It was a neat game. 
What about you? Oh, well, I played a thing I've never played before on uh, a show called Stream Shuffle that's going to be on the telly in yeah. a while, but was on Twitch uh, yesterday, the day before we recorded this, mm-hmm. uh, uh, over on Jinx TV, uh, G-I-N-X TV on Twitch, uh, and they got a TV channel and TV shows, and Stream Shuffle's going to be one of them. I'm going to be on the telly playing games. Uh, and the whole deal of the show is you play an hour of a game that you know well and an hour of a game that you've never played before. I did some Fall Guys. Um, it was nice to get back into Fall Guys. I very much enjoy the stuff they've been doing with um, adding little changes to a lot of the older maps um, to keep them fresh. Like Most of the old maps now have five or six different variants of that map that could show up uh, that will replace like a couple of things within the level to make certain bits of it more difficult, which mm-hmm. is nice. Uh, but the new thing I played is I played What the Golf. What the Golf? Uh, a game that I have been told for years is great and I've always intended to play uh, because the way it was described to me was like that it was the the golf minigame equivalent of something like a Katamari Damacy or a, a Donut County or something in that vein. And I see that comparison. I understand it. It's, mm-hmm. it's real neat. So I was getting... Um... Pull panic vibes, from, yeah. especially from the two D levels. There's a little pull panic. There's a little like warrior esque nonsense going on in places. So it's a very simple golf game on its surface. You're trying to basically get ball to hole or some variant of that. But each level has a silly, unexpected gimmick of how you use its core mechanics, which are point the analog stick and press a button to hold down the strength of your shot. Uh, It'll start with, hit a golf ball into a hole. Then it'll be things like, hit the golf club into the hole. Or, the man holding the golf club is blocked. Or the clubhouse. Yeah. Um, Or it'll be things like, fire the the golf ball on a sideways perspective through space, following gravity. Uh, Or, actually I think of some good examples. There was one where you controlled a hurdling man as if he was a golf club. uh, Uh, A golf ball. There was the one where you were trying to... It was quite a narrow map that was sort of wiggling left and right. There were also fans on it that would blow you off. Oh, yes. And there were soccer players coming to try and tackle Yes, you. and I, I was a football trying to get into a goal. Yes. Uh, but you didn't have to... In most of the golf ball ones, you have to wait for the golf ball to stop moving before you can take another shot. But the football, because, like, you know, dribbling the ball down the court, you can re-decide a direction and fire it again mid-trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't want to go too much into the specifics of the various mechanics, but it seems like the narrative is about a factory that is like, oh god, no one plays golf anymore because it's boring. Quick, how do we make golf exciting? The interesting and, golf factory. Yeah, you're you're going through a lot of in- golf levels. Um, and there's a robot who love hates you. Yeah, that that wants you to keep playing just regular standard golf in its computer and to not leave, maybe, is the mechanic. Maybe. Um, I'm still getting to grips with the plot, but um, every level is like short and sweet and has a unique concept mm-hmm. and very quickly is like, yep, cool, if you want to move on, there's something new you can try. It. It's almost WarioWare-esque. Yeah, if there's an idea you're not enjoying... It very quickly goes, okay, you can move on if that's not your jam. It never lets any one idea outstay its welcome, but like, every idea I've played so far in it has felt very well thought out. Very They've all charming. controlled really well. They've all been like really fun, unique ideas that have, they haven't felt rushed in their execution. Yeah. Uh, and if you're really enjoying an idea and you're like, I want more of this, I want more difficulty of it, I want to keep playing that idea, mm-hmm. each level has a 
optional second and third, like, harder and harder level mm. of that mechanic, um, which might be, like, complete this in a single stroke or some other limitation. And you'll have to do some of those to progress, but you can go, okay, which mechanics was I gelling with? Mm. I'll go get the hardest levels on those, and you're not necessarily forced to go back and do the hardest levels on uh, a particular mechanic that wasn't working for you. Sorry, I just remembered the hole in one. <laughs> there's, there's a one, and yeah. you, you have to get it's. It is a hole, and you have to get the ball down. It is a hole shaped like the number one, and you put the the, hole, the ball in there, and it says hole in one. The game is very fantastic. Oh, if you like really terrible, grown worthy puns, this game is great. Every Ooh. every every course is a stupid pun, and they're all very good. I like the bowling level. There's a good bowling level. Is that level. the one where you're just like spinning your arm around? And yeah, the arm is over a ramp onto the other <laughs> the side. The arm is continually spinning, like um, as if you're like winding up for a really big punch. Yeah. And if you don't do the like, as if you're going to swing the golf ball motion at the right time, it'll just throw the bowling ball behind you. Um, as I try to throw it over a wall by getting the right angle. Mm-hmm. Well, the golf's really fun. It seems like it. Yeah, I I played it for an hour on on stream and. I'm excited to play more of it. Also, go check out Jinx TV and Stream Shuffle because I had a lot of fun on there, and I think I did quite. I think I did a good job hosting a a fancy show in a studio. Yeah, it's on Sky Esports. Yeah, it's gonna be on on Sky Esports. It's gonna be. I'm gonna be on the telly at yeah. some point playing video games. I believe that's Sky Channel 470 in the UK. I just had uh, a quick Google. Yes, I believe so. Um, so yes, I don't know exactly when that's going to be on the telly, but I will tell people when I know. There's going to be two hours of me on the telly playing yeah. video games. Yeah. I'm going to be a TV gamer. Yeah, looking like the best lesbian. Yeah, I, I'm going <laughs> to... If I end up on, on in that studio again, I'm going to have to have other good lesbian looks to bring in. I don't know, you like, could just wear that again. You could be like... Um, you reckon this who is, is my... the pre- person that used to be on Games Master all the time? That oh, wore like yeah. uh, a bandana and a leather jacket. I mean, I I think Dave like, Perry. I reckon different dresses yeah. underneath that jacket. I think I could make that a recurring look. Yeah, that, that's 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 your look. That's how, that's how yeah. people who aren't good at faces or hair will be like. That's her. I remember. I her. remember the 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 dress and leather jacket lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it seemed like it went well. And from having had a look at their channel, it seems like my vod has had more views than most of their their vods do on this show. And I'm like, you're very vulnerable. So I, I I did present in, and yeah. I will hopefully do so again in future. Ooh. I would like to. I want to do more telly stuff. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What you played this week? We played some Don't Get Got at a party. Ah, oh. I sorry. I tried to play some Don't Get Got at a party. I was way too drunk. I mean, <laughs> this is our first time playing it in that particular setting of everyone is a bit drunk and overexcited. It's a great setting for it. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I did get one deep and just go. I can't be asked with this. Oh, I I got I got four of my six. I did get one failure. What was my failure? Um, oh, I don't remember now. I did get a few. I managed to successfully get someone to show me the weather on their phone. Yep. Um, because I was wearing a dress that I'm gonna be honest, bit see through with the wrong underwear underneath it. You could dress as Lady Demetrius. Yeah, don't wear bright white underwear under that, or it will be visible. Well, um, we do have a lot of UV lights on. Oh, indeed, that certainly didn't help. And I have um, been trying to get you into my pants for a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you they got you got hot, Lady man. D into your pants. Hey. 
Um, but yeah, it's so like, since I've had Lady D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I talked someone into like, oh, this is gonna go really see through if if it's raining when we have to make our journey back. Can you check what the what the weather's gonna be like tonight? Uh, my my phone's died. Too trusting. Yeah, I, I, my favorite one that we sort of we we questioningly were like, is this someone trying to get us? Get? And we, by that point, it, it fucking happened. Um, was someone started singing Happy Birthday when it was no one's birthday and got other people to join in? Yeah, I don't think we we were quite loud enough. I was like, someone's someone's trying to get someone. Well, see, here's <laughs> yeah, like here's the thing. We worked it out, but by the time we worked it out, someone in the kitchen had already started singing along and beamed yeah. dot. Like, yeah. I think we were too late to do it. <laughs> oh but yeah. We we were just like, wait, who the fuck's birthday? Oh fuck! <laughs> but they they did it. They yep. just confidently started singing Happy Birthday. Um, it's it's a fun <laughs> game to play in like group settings and drunk a drunkenness helps. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Don't get don't get got's fun. Yeah. Uh, there's another version if for like a tenor in town, and I might pick that up as well because yeah. I want to keep playing this, and it would be useful to have more wallets so that we can. <laughs> uh, yes. C- continue to have more people added to a the game. Twenty-person game. Hey, yeah. Hey. Um. The only other thing I've been playing is I can't remember if I'd started this last week, but I certainly have been playing it now. It's Inscription. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think I talked about this. I think this you last did week. talk a little bit about this last week. Yeah. So the um card. Yes. Deck, deck, deck building this, this is the one from uh, Daniel Mullins, I believe his name is, who's the Pony Island and the Hex yes. developer. He makes spooky fourth wall breaking indie games inscription is a it starts as a card game where you are trapped in a weird cabin across from a very creepy mysterious person forcing you to play a card game and very simple you've got the number of cards that have to be sacrificed to get a card out um attack points and health points you can attack the thing directly in front of your row of where you place it and you must do so every turn um and then there's like a booklet of special abilities, which the game's really good about letting you just mouse over and it'll tell you what an ability does mm. uh, based on its icon. Nice. Uh, rather than filling the card up with lots of text. Tips. Lots of mechanics to deck build and to take an ability off one card, stick it on another. Mm. But narratively, some of those cards are alive and they do not want to be there and they don't want to be sacrificed or die. And I think it's very early game stuff to talk about like... The first time you lose a run, you have to make a card based on the character that lost the run, and they get stats based on the deck they built, and then you start drawing them out of the deck, and it's all a bit creepy and mysterious. Um, Yeah. So, mechanically, I really like it as a deck-building game. Mm -hmm. Um, I like a lot of the mechanics about, like, building your own custom cards based on the kind of run you've had, and um, lots of the little built-in mechanics that... Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just... That's okay. No, I'll you stop. can put your hand there. I just <laughs> wanted to check if it was okay. Just touching. Okay. <laughs> I just had my hand on her leg. It was okay. I was like, I hope I haven't spooked you. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of like neat mechanics that they wrap up around it. Like, um, along your route, you can build... Uh, items that will give you permanent abilities. Like, there was a deck I had that was really good where um, you always have two decks available to you. Your deck of stuff that is uh, completely low-level, like, uh, token cards that are always available to you that are terrible, but you can get them out once... You could choose to draw one of those and have something you can get out without a sacrifice. 
and your deck of good stuff that usually requires sacrifices. Uh, but I had this, like, totem that I built in one of my runs that meant all of my, like, free tokens would generate a good card for one sacrifice in my hand. So every turn I was able to, like, oh, I'll take the thing for free, put it out, that gets me a good thing, I sacrifice the free thing for the good thing, the good things all gave each other strength the more of them I had out, and I had this little self-sustaining army going. Nice. Um, there's some mechanics like, oh, here's a point along your journey where you can strengthen a card once safely, or you can risk doing it again and again, but the more times you do it, the more risk there is of the card being destroyed. <laughs> um, there's lots of really cool mechanics. I completed my first run, Ooh. and then it did the thing that Daniel Mullins games do, where it became something very different and very unexpected, but still very in line with what it had been. And once I completed my first successful run, I realised what this game actually is, and oh my goodness. Oh. If you're someone who's interested in this game, and you see someone streaming, and you're like, I want to I wanna know if this game's for me, but I don't want to spoil everything, what I would say is, you can pretty safely watch until someone has completed their first run, and then you will noticeably go, oh shit, everything's changing. That's the moment to stop watching a streamer and go, I'm still interested, I'm going to do this myself, because up to the end of the first run is the setup and the context for the thing that you should go play yourself. Um, and I need to make time, probably today, uh, to try and finish it, it's a fucking interesting game. It's probably my favourite game Daniel Mullins has done. I think it is his most effective attempt at this kind of horror narrative, and the most mechanically interesting, like, gameplay he's done around that, and yeah, it's a really good, it's a really good game. I like it a lot. Mm. Um, content warning that I would probably give for all of Daniel Mullins' games, um, if you are someone who has any uh, mental health stuff to do with delusions or difficulty uh, or paranoia around discerning reality from unreality, I would suggest this is not for you. It does rather like to blend those things. Yeah, if you are someone that like will be genuinely unsettled by a game, breaking the rules of what games are supposed to do in a way that... Um, blurs the line between reality and fiction, and that is a thing that will unsettle you, this is not a game for you. Um, but if you are comfortable with that, it's a fascinating horror experience that, like, I think you'd really dig this, Jerry. Oh, I probably would. I love Pony Island. Yeah. I did all the stuff with fucking about with the game files at the yeah. end as well. I, I very much think when you're done with Fatal Frame, this is next game I would recommend you. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see if we get enough Patreon money. Indeed. Um, yeah, I think that's everything I've played this week. Have you played anything else? We played some Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion, which you seem <gasps> oh, to really enjoy. Oh, we did. <laughs> that's Gloomhaven, but less intimidating. <laughs> yes, and yes. I like that. Mm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, do you want to tell us about this? I told you about it. I just talked about it last week. This is oh yeah, this, okay, yeah. So Gloomhaven um, is a big, scary-sounding game that everyone makes sound very intimidating because it has too many characters and a big plot and a huge box and it's all very scary-sounding. Um, the fact that no one ever seems to finish it. Yeah, this is a little prequel box that has a shorter campaign. You just open the book and the board, like, the board is on the pages of the book. There's fewer characters. Uh, it doesn't... 
I think this does a really nice job of like building up the mechanics a couple of games at a time so mm-hmm. that it's not so overwhelming, but it's yep. basically just uh, each card has a top and a bottom uh, uh, do ability on them. You pick two cards, you pick one to put at the bottom that's going to be your initiative value to decide turn order, uh, and then whoever's got the, the, the turn order, you pick a top half of one card and a bottom half of the other. You don't have to do decide up front which you're going to do. They'll have things like move a certain number of spaces, attack in a certain distance a certain number of times. Uh, your attack damage is usually a constant value plus a random value from a, a deck of cards. A little modifier deck. Uh, yes, which I vastly prefer to dice rolling for damage dealing because you know what is in the deck and the probabilities and what has come up. There is a predictability and... Getting bad damage cards out of your deck actively increases the odds of you getting to the good ones, unlike a dice roll where bad rolls don't lead to you having better rolls later, and mm-hmm. that helps make it feel a lot more balanced. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it is not nearly as intimidating uh, so far as I'd always been led to believe Gloomhaven was going to be. Mm. Uh, we played through a couple of games where I was the demolitionist, which yes. is a... Russian, do big damage, big explosions character. My destruction? Uh, yeah, destroy uh, bits of the environment to give yourself buffs on your next attack, do big area of effects, uh, stuff like that. And you were playing as a support character. What was... I was playing as the Void Warden. Yeah, so you had like ranged attacks, you could sort of buff me to do extra attacks. I could get enemies to attack each other, I could get you to attack enemies. Yep. Um, I could heal you. Yep. Um, um, although, <laughs> there was one I was like, yep. Okay, let's see, Laura needs exactly five health, I have two healy things here, I'm gonna use those, no problem. And you you got initiative turn order, you ran just outside my range and I couldn't use either card. Yeah, because <laughs> the, the problem is is that you're not supposed to talk about what you're picking until it's nope. uh, it's displayed, and I didn't know that. I, I was like, it didn't help I was on a time limit, I had somewhere yeah. to go, and I was like, I don't have time. I'm gonna rush in. To be, I mean, to be fair, we were running out of, of cards to keep going. Yeah. In in the um, <clears throat> in these early missions, you only have six cards. Yes. So by the time you've had like two short rests, it's you're down to yeah. four. Because like, ugh. yeah, because the way the way it works, and we sort of talked about this last week, is that every time you use your deck of six cards, which would be three turns each, um, you have to have a short rest. And in these early missions, what that means is. A random card from your deck is just gone from the game, and now you have a five-card deck, and then three more turns later you have a four-card deck. And you're not only losing access to some of your abilities, but, like, each time you're getting, like, then then it becomes two turns. Once you're down to four, it's two turns between you losing cards, and, like, it sort of forces you to go faster and faster. To, like... It's two turns at five as well, because you only have one card left. Oh, yeah, hand, so yeah. It, the, the, the pace of the game forces you to get a move on, yep. and... I kind of like that pressure, but it does mean that, like, I do understand now that I have to be thoughtful of my fucking support classes uh, turn order. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe deliberately go slower so that the support can heal before I rush in, for example. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it will be very different once we've got um, a third or fourth yeah. character in. We're, we're hoping we, to... we've, we've got yeah. a friend that is was was a while ago, I was like, hey, have you ever heard of Gloomhaven? I was like, yeah, I probably don't want to get it. And then I was like, well, since there's interest in three of us playing it and we have talked about, like, wargaming together yeah. at some point. And then we saw the small pre- preview prequel game. I'm like, well, I saw Gloomhaven, yeah. Jaws of the Lion at MCM 
um, London Comic Con. Yeah. And it was cheaper than I've seen it anywhere else, including places like Zatu. Yeah. Because it was, like, it was what, like 30 quid or so? About, yeah, like 30 yeah. pound. Which is real good. Considering what's in it, I think that's pretty decent. That's a very accessible entry point to Gloomhaven mechanics. Yeah. Plus, you know, if, if we like it, we can always yeah. take those characters... I mean, they'll need to reset back to level one, but yeah. we can take them and pop them in yeah. uh, Gloomhaven or Frosthaven. I, so. I am excited to play three-player some of this. Uh, probably the day this goes up to non-patrons, yes. um, we'll probably be playing it. I'm very excited for that, because I yeah. want to see what it's like with a third person in. Mm. Um, yeah, it's real neat. It really is. Uh, we played one other thing. We played that space big we played card. Escape from the Dark Sector. Escape from the Dark Sector. That's that's real fun. That's real neat. Yeah. Um, we it, won. Yeah, we did. It seems... Uh, we, we talked about this last week. It's a sort of narrative game where you've got big cards that'll be like, ah, this has happened on your attempt to escape a prison on a ship. Um, do you want to do the easy thing or the risky thing that might have rewards and move through the deck and try and survive to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, it's a different kind of this. I was saying this to you at the time. It feels like a game to go in the collection with like uh, Adventure Zone Bureau of Balance yes. in that. Do you want to play a mechanically light game with some random dice rolling, some character selection, but you don't have to come up with a story. And it's a bit more authored than something like Bureau of Balance. Yeah, but... there's way less chance to be like, yes, and they were all called Gregory. Exactly. But like, I it, I can certainly see it being something I take along to cons as a, hey, do you want to play in a, a, a little adventure for 45 minutes to an hour maybe tonight? Yeah. There you go. Um, It's not like a, you know, play it every weekend, you know, I feel like you'd, you'd see the content very quickly that way, but it's a mm. nice thing in our collection. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, did you play anything else? Uh, no, that's everything. That's everything I've played this week. Well then. <gasps> Time for this. And on our next story, a new study has found that LGBTQIA plus people are allergic to work and need to be allowed to just not engage with capitalism. Yes, it turns out that to make a non-straight person uh, engage with work is actually homophobia. Indeed. And uh, biphobia, and transphobia, and in- acephobia. Indeed. Uh, now, there have been some who have complained about this report, stating that it, you know, uh, doesn't have very thorough sourcing and is mainly anecdotal and based on a tiny sample size. But, but we here in news media really love shit like that. Oh, indeed. And we think that, at the very least, it's worth considering uh, as there may not be much evidence, but there is something so clearly let LGBTQIA plus people not work. Capitalism, they're exempt. This has been a very informative newscast. And now over to Invisible Bob with the weather. Hello! Hello and welcome to Changing Lives. Today on the, on the show we've got uh, Jeffrey. Hello, Jeffrey. Oh, hello. It's lovely to see you. Oh, this is quite the uh, quite the quite the property you've got here. It's oh, lovely, I know. It? It's it's built on the wealth of uh, people far far less me. Oh, me. that's absolutely lovely. So, of course, what we're going to have to do is just clap you in irons. Oh, wait, wait, what? Yep, clap you in irons. What? And... No, this is where you make my house better for free, and I. Don't oh, have... yes, absolutely. We are planning to renovate it in. Entirely, it's going to be amazing. Now you see, we've uh, we're, we're getting these partition walls up. Oh no, no! Yes, uh, we're instead of being a uh, sixteen-bedroom uh, mansion where each 
bedroom could actually fit uh, another person's house in, we're dividing it up into actual housing. No, We're no. housing the homeless in I was here. expecting you to add a third jacuzzi to the roof. Oh, yes, uh, there probably will be some more jacuzzis. I mean, the people will need, you know, baths and such. No! No! Yes, no. yes okay. Is, no, oh, I oh. want free things! I yeah. am the Bezos! No! We are giving you free things, absolutely. Welcome along to our soup kitchen. Oh, no! No, that's for people who aren't me. Uh, well, now it's very much for people who for people who are you. It's on your front lawn. Uh, so we're just going to uh, just ching you to the table there. And if you could just serve this uh, this lovely leek and potato soup to all these lovely people who are just moving in as a welcome gift. You've considered yourself a generous benefactor, have you not? Yes, but only in ways that don't inconvenience me at all or stop me being rich. Well, you haven't got anywhere else to be anymore. I want to go back to Mars. We go to space. Join us next week on Changing Lives when we're yeeting Elon Musk into the sun. So, <gasps> what have you put in your eyes? Uh, well, I, for the Halloweeny time, uh, went to visit the lovely Thema Sophie, and we watched some we watched some films for the spooky time. Yeah, you did. Um, shall, shall I talk about them all in one go or back? Damn it. Okay. Well, we watched Paprika recently, and we watched this um at at this Halloweeny gathering. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paprika, I still maintain, is a film that does not need nearly as much plot as it has. Because it is a fascinating film on a visual level when it just gives up on the pretense and goes, let's explore dream logic and the overlapping of dreams and reality and how that can be interesting. Like, that's the most interesting portions of that film. Mm -hmm. Um, We did a lot of discussion of that film from a uh, trans main character analysis perspective because it was a room full of largely non-cis people uh, there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there is definitely a reading to be said for that. Um, the main character is the only person whose uh, visual appearance is different within the dream world compared to uh, uh, physical reality. Um, her dream self uh, has a lot more confidence, a lot more sort of um, vibrant, outspoken uh, presentation, and mm-hmm. there's a lot less don't notice me in her look. Yeah. Um, the whole scene with the hand being pushed under the skin and, like, unpeeling the skin. Mm. Um, the, there is a specific line that the, the, the guy who's got a pin to the table talks about that is something like, um, oh, um, I, I like you uh, just the way you are, as he pushes his hand through the outer skin of the, the crotch and unpeels to the body beneath. And it's like, yeah, I can I can see this being trans stuff. Like, the whole fucking end point of that movie is... From from infant back up to adult, uh, of 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 uh, female bodily gendered body growth, uh, that is like yeah I can I can see the big trans metaphor going on here. Mm. Um, fascinating film visually with a fucking nonsense plot that is like not re the the plot is like three fucking sentences. They make an inception machine to go into dreams. Someone's using it to fuck shit up. Oops, the dreams got into the real world. That's the whole plot. Yep, and now there's this weird procession. Yep, yep. It'll never end. Um, but like, that being said, I, I, watching it back, I did realise quite how many fucking, like, iconic shots from this film are just fucking lifted wholesale into other stuff that it, it, it inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the movie Inception pulls so many like direct lifted scenes out of Paprika, and that's not surprising. They have largely the same plot. Um, but yeah, visually interesting film. Don't go there for the plot. Uh, we watched Jennifer's Body. Have you ever seen this? No. It is a really interesting horror film from the uh, mid-2000s. I think it's 2006, 2009, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, it is... Uh, Megan Fox uh, plays a very... Like, your sort of popular, archetypical hot girl in high school. Um, but it sort of bucks some of the trends in that... You, you know, usually if you have that sort of high school dynamic of hot, hot girl and nerd girl, they'd usually be, like, enemies warring. No, here they're best friends. They're, like... Good, lovely, supportive female best friends, yeah. and um, the short version is that it is a horror film about uh, men being shitty, murderous, violent people, um, and in their attempt to do terrible, horrible things to Megan Fox, um, they try and sacrifice her to the devil to get their shitty indie band to be successful. Like, that's literally it, is we're gonna go murder- we're gonna go, like, sacrifice a hot virgin in the woods so our shitty indie band will get noticed. And instead, she gets the powers of a succubus and fucking goes on a let's murder all the evil men spree. Um, I'm down for that. Yeah, the film is, like, really explicitly fucking gay. Um, like, the only... So, the only time that Megan Fox uses her succubus powers and doesn't end up killing someone is female best friend. She goes to and she resists doing so. And from there, the whole film becomes this weird metaphor for a while of um, forced heterosexuality and the forbidden desire for gay lady love. Mm. Um, all of the characters are... Fu- like, the main nerd char- uh, nerd girl is fucking... I've never seen more of a you-do-not-want-to-be-with-your-boyfriend performance than she gives. Right. Of, like, it's 100% the energy of... Lesbian who's dating the most feminine boy possible to pretend not gay, and clearly egg trans gal that hasn't come out and is trying really hard to have a girlfriend and be like, am I, am I man now? Like, any heterosexuality presented in this horror film is, like, awkward and uncomfortable and scary and unpleasant, mm. and anything gay romantic in this film is, like, actually nice and positive and... It's a horror film that plays around with like the the horrors of forced heterosexuality and the terrors of men. I mean, men. that is the the the, the forced extra heterosexuality is is the worst of terrors. It one hundred percent is, and it's 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 a really good like female aimed horror film that it's really interesting. I've been reading about like con- uh, modern uh, contemporary responses to the film when it came out. Right. And the biggest reason that it got critically panned and that people didn't pay attention to it is the trailers tried to get men to watch the film by playing it up as a, oh, look, it's hot, sexy Megan Fox in a horror film being sexy. And then men came to see it and were like, ah, fuck, sorry. It's about how heterosexuality and men are fucking evil. And men panned it. And going back and watching it as a woman Didn't love... come here to be abused. Yeah, coming back to... to say. Yeah. Coming back to watch it as a woman that loves women, I was like, oh, this is a fucking great film. It's fucking... I, I really recommend it. It's a very, very interesting watch. Mm. Uh, and the last one was... Uh, let me pull it up. Uh, it's in here somewhere. Hard Ticket to Hawaii, which is a 80s 
exploitation film slash uh, it's a spy film that is an excuse for boobs to be out ah. from the 80s. Um, the plot is fucking nonsense. Uh, the plot is a spy woman and her civilian friend get some diamonds that were meant to be some evil group's diamonds, and the evil group is coming to get the diamonds back. Also, right. there's a snake that will that will give people cancer if it bites them that appears at the start and end of the film. It's a very wet-looking puppet of a snake. <laughs> wet is the only adjective I have for this puppet. A wet snake will give you cancer. It's it's a okay. it's it's a kind of hilarious film to watch in that like it's trying to be a serious spy film, but you will have scenes where it's like the two spy ladies will take off their clothes, get into a hot tub, get the diamonds out and go, oh yes, we have the, the, the diamonds, we have the diamonds, and then get back out the hot tub. Like, the whole scene is we took our clothes off to look at the diamonds in a hot tub. Sometimes you have to be naked in a hot tub looking at diamonds. Yeah, it's it's a lot of, like, there's going to be scenes where they just take their clothes off for no reason, and it's kind of hilarious. Um, there's a, there's a fucking line of dialogue in there about... To give you a sense of the writing of this film, there is a there is a scene that is meant to be sexy in which a man says to a woman, I just want to suck the nail polish off your toes. <laughs> like that's the fucking level of writing. <laughs> if, if 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 that's your thing, buddy, it's, that's true. It's it's kind of hilarious. It is a great, terrible, bad film to watch. Uh, and the soundtrack is way better than it has any right to. Like, the soundtrack legitimately kind of slaps. Um, what about you? What did you watch this week? Uh, not actually watched this week, but I forgot to mention it last week, so I'm putting it here. Yeah. Um, Chucks, Shut Up and Sit Down, had their uh, uh, online expo again. It's all Shucks, uh, because they still can't get out to actual conventions. So they did uh, one, two, three, four, about, about 300 preview games. <laughs> I don't think there's quite that many, but yeah. like, uh, so I think it's like seven videos of, of just like, here is a game we've never played, but we've set it up and we're going to yeah, preview it based on what we've read yeah. in the instructions. We're going to give it a very quick, like, here's what it seems to be and does that sound good? Yeah. yeah. Um, and amongst that, they also uh, played some, what was the game called? Uh, uh, oh, uh, Inhuman Conditions. Have you heard of this? No, I haven't. Tell me about it. So, uh, this was kickstarted not that long ago, actually, so I'm impressed that people are already getting it, unless that was a preview copy. Um, have you seen Blade Runner? Yes. You know, I had the interview with the, the, the replicants. Yeah, yeah. That, as a board game. Okay. One of you is a replicant, one of you is, is like a, a Blade Runner, you will each, basically, you'll like roll some dice yeah. to pick a, a, a type of character that you are, and you could be like... Um, so you could be like uh, an aggressive replicant, okay, a passive, re like a, a patient replicant. Yeah. I I can wait this out. I can yeah. just fake this until I can make this. Okay. Um, you, you might be, you know, just just human. Yeah. So there's nothing. But whatever you are, you will like refer to this book using your dice rolls as like, okay, this is my quirk. Yeah. And this is the thing. Like, I if I if I. Fuck up. Yeah. I might have to, like, use some alliteration or something. Yes. Or start and end a sentence with the same word. Okay. To try and, like, cancel out my fuck up. Yeah. And then, obviously, as the person doing the interviews is like, uh, are you doing a thing? Oh. And then they have a yeah. set, set of questions, which are, 
loosely designed to sort of pull the uh, pull the correct answers out of a, a, a replica. Yeah, on the and side. you're trying like one of you is trying to get the other to do the thing, and the other's trying to avoid doing the thing. Basically, yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating. So this is two player. This is a two player game. Oh, um, and you have like a time limit. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, yeah, and like there's there's fun rules in it. Like if you kill someone who turned out to be human, you have to write a letter to their family, <gasps> oh. <laughs> apologizing for what you've done. <laughs> this sounds really fun. I want to try this. <laughs> I looked at the Kickstarter. I was like, I'm not sure that's for me. Yeah. But then I actually watched them play. It was like that looks bloody brilliant. Um, so yeah, that's that's in human conditions. Um, the only other panel I managed to catch, which was really rather good, and I hope they put it up on uh, their um, like YouTube channel at some point. Do of odd, damn it, was uh, Rodney Smith and Quinn's celebrate ten years in board games. So it was yeah. Rodney from Watch It Played. Oh yeah, teaches us all how to play board boarded games, and and Quinn's talking about the fact they've both been working in yeah. board games for ten years and. The things that that has meant, and the experiences they've had, and 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 how board games have changed, um, and it was really fascinating, sort of like from like hearing more about Rodney because it's just the guy that does watch it played. Yeah, like why he doesn't do reviews, he doesn't want to do reviews, he doesn't want to get involved in the the back and forth of ah your opinion is bad. It's just like yeah. I want to help people play board games. Yeah, something I'd never considered that before. He sometimes has to go, no, the manual is wrong. And I, I understand what you were yeah. doing. And then contact the manufacturer and be like, it was supposed to be this, right? Yes. Okay, I'm going to teach this. And then there'll be people in the comments on the video going, actually, that's not what the rules say. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, I, I imagine not doing reviews um, to a certain degree means that, like, more companies will allow him to have games to teach. Whereas, like, if they're like, oh, what if he doesn't like it and gives it a negative review, they might mm. not give him copies to teach people how to play, for example, yeah. and that neutrality probably helps him do that. I, w I would imagine so. But, like, yeah, he, he like talked about getting into that and, and how he wanted to talk about board games and why that led him to be like... Because apparently someone says to so him, like, I don't want to learn to play games from a manual. I want yeah. a friend to teach me. And he was yes. like, I could be the friend that teaches you. And, and he is. He does it very well. Yeah. And he talks about his process of, like, writing those instructional videos and like how he goes through it like sitting there with a notebook and like what questions came up while yeah. i was playing what can i refer back to how can i break that down yeah because like he's clearly got a, a good system for doing yeah. it um and then he talked about some like games that he's been playing recently to do videos for which have yeah. since come out um final girl yeah it's a board game system uh, based on what if you were the the final girl in a in a yeah I was going to ask is that what that's about yeah yeah so you have um, this fantastic VHS style box mm. you peel one side off it and it's got like the the map for for one for one yeah. character you peel the other side off it's for the, for the uh, like the the monster okay yeah and it's like going on on missions and doing that and like so the the outside box is pull off to be like magnetically attached and they're, yeah. they're the board and then inside you've got like minis and components and oh, that's and really all stuff like that um yeah and he was talking about just like that's one of the things that he's really enjoyed recently i was just like a little design like that that's yeah. been really nice cool D interesting creative design work for board game mm. organization is really neat i like yes that. 
and also anything to cut down on like yeah. the amount of components and space yeah. that it takes up. Like if you can get a board to wrap around the the game it's for. Yeah. Like all the better. Save some space, saves save the environment just a little bit. Save some of those carbon emissions getting it. Yeah. From China probably. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Have you watched anything else? Uh, I think that's everything I've watched, really. Um, I, I've i rewatched a bit of me on Stream Shuffle. I thought I did all right. Oh, I watched you on Stream Shuffle. You were very good. I, I watched it back and I was like, I didn't seem as nervous as I thought I did, which is good. Mm. Um, I I did have to take my headphones off partway through because they were noise-cancelling headphones and that makes it difficult to hear what the producer in the room is saying. Yeah, uh, but it I feels worked... like they should have... I, I, piped him through a little I bit. didn't realise until we started, I thought he was going to be pumped into the headphones yes. um, as part of the feed, and apparently not. But I might ask in future, be like, hey, is can it possible? <laughs> um, yeah, can you pump? Can you pump the producer into my headphones? Because that way I can hear both and have them on a mix. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's everything I've watched this week. Well then. Time for this. Laura, Laura, we've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you like trains? I, I, I do like trains. Do you want to go on? Fact. Do you want to go on train? I mean, yeah, but I don't have anywhere I need to go today. Like, ah. like I, I, I tend to take trains when like I've got to go somewhere because trains will take me somewhere. Yeah, but what if you were just on a train? I mean, I would like that, but then I would end up somewhere that isn't here. Ah, and I need to be ah, not ah, there. Ah, 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 what if the train just went round in a big loop? I mean, that would mean I could go on a train and it would just end up back here, I exactly. suppose. And or it would just keep going. Oh, I could just keep, I could just be on the train for as long keep as I want to be on, on the train. train. Exactly. And then when I needed to not be, I could get off the train and yeah. then I'd be here. Yeah. Oh, how is this possible? Tell me what's occurring. Well, head on over to traintonowhere.lol.net. Oh, oh heck. And get a train to nowhere or back here, depending on how you feel about it. I mean, you know, I could I could just stay there. I, I don't think I live on, live on a train to nowhere, just go around and find a train. on the nowhere train. Yeah. Round and round and round. Oh, round that'd, be, round. that'd be so great for just like, oh, I'm, I'm supposed, oh, oh, work needs me. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm busy. I'm on a train right now. Wink. Wink. <laughs> so head on over to traintonowhere.lol.net and get infinity off your first ticket. I... Uh-huh. I hear infinity off my first ticket. I'm now worried that the train's not going to let me off. Sorry, it just has ominous silence written in the bottom. Oh. Here. I mean... Look, despite the ominous silence, I do want to, to get on the infinity. It's the fucking infinity train. Ah, oh, shit. Can we move on to the infinity train. Ah, uh, that's that sounds like a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing bad could happen on the infinity train. Eh? <laughs> we'll deal with our personal problems. <laughs> Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So, uh, what do we what do we got on the plate at the moment? I I I I find I've. I've I've be I've not been paying attention. If I'm honest, I do not like doing work. Work, no, yeah, that's for other people. Exactly. Like, but, but I mean, even keeping up on what the other people are doing feels like work sometimes. What yeah, have we got going yes. on? Well, you know, I was thinking we seem to like we love pushing the nostalgia button, right? Oh yeah, that big button that says nostalgia. We hit it, and money happens. Right. We don't have to be creative. We don't have to be uh, smart. Yeah, you like that. 
have it you again. Like it? More of that, right? Yeah. Well, you know how people really liked last year's uh, game that we made? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that. I mean, they loved it other than it was a buggy piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but what if we made it again? Okay, okay yeah, and by I like made, that. I mean, uh, like, we finished it. Oh, I see, I see. So we're gonna... We spent a couple yeah. of days patching it up. Maybe uh, put a filter over it to make the graphics look nicer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll do that, uh, the the NVIDIA DLSS. Oh, we do the upscaling things. We don't actually have to make new graphics. Yeah, we just yeah. make make the computer make it better. Yeah, we'll make it like 12K or something. People like the higher yeah, resolutions yeah, for exactly. re-release, right? And uh, we can... Um, you know how people really like that one mode in multiplayer? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll portion that off. Oh. That won't be included. You get the base game. That's uh, that's what eighty bucks, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you know, if you want the the season pass, we'll maybe oh. sell you the oh, best goodness. bit of of last wait, year's. Wait, are you saying fucking... literally a year after selling them, it we'll sell them it again with less content, and then sell them the content back in? Of course. You are a fucking genius. <laughs> I know. <gasps> what have you put in your ear meets? Uh, I put a couple of new songs in my ear meets. Yeah. Um, let me find the songs I listened to. I listened to uh, Communism in Space by the Window Smashing Job Creators. Amazing. That's a great fucking right? band name, right? Uh, it starts as like laid back guitar and horn. Um, mm -hmm. Like almost Scar, but a bit more laid back. Uh, it never has that sort of like uh, knees up energy of Scar, but it's got the music, mi uh, the instrument mix of it. Mm hmm. Uh, that gets a bit more sort of raw and frantic over time. Um, you know how capitalism people, like your fucking Elon Musks, are always like, uh, let's go, let's fucking expand capitalism all across the galaxy, we'll have indentured servitude on Mars and shit like that. This is the antithesis of that. It's like, hey, look, what if we didn't just aim for socialism and that sort of thing on Earth. What if we got it on Earth and then fucking bug it off to space and set it up there too? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I like that ambition about, you know, not just thinking globally, but, you know, off into the reaches of space about better ways of looking after people. Mm -hmm. Um, What if even on Mars you didn't have to worry about, you know, not being able to afford your fucking meds and, you know, having to work and whatnot? That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing I listened to that I really dug was um, a cover of Every Time We Touch, which I think is originally by Cascada. Yes. Um, but a cover by Scartune Network and Wool Wright. Um, all of the choruses are very Scar-focused, but the verses are much more, like, heavy rock-influenced. Uh, femme vocalist, really nice cover of that song. I really Ooh. dug it. What about you? What do you listen to? Me? Well, we listen to a bunch of Halloween music. We got some some Ooh, Bauhaus yeah. in there. We did, um, yeah. We got uh, the Monster Mash, and and then about two a.m. I started putting mashups on. You did. Uh, we uh, one of our mutual people that was there was having a good, a uh, fun time listening to our our mashups. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> so we popped uh, Father Funk, um, Ray Charles and the Blues Brothers doing Shake Your Tail Feather as a drum and bass. Uh, the gay bar drum and bass version. Yep, again Father Funk, I think. Uh, yep, uh, Cut and Shut, uh, Swing Around, which is the um, Cantina Band versus oh, House yeah. of Pain. And then the uh, Beatles, Joan Jett and the Black Hearts, Cypress Hill and House of Pain versus Rage Against the Machine. 
mashed together. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. You can find it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, we did that, and I think a couple of... Um, uh, what's the other person who does mashup-y things? Um, oh, we did some Neil Cicerega. Neil Cicerega, yeah. Yes. I was going to say uh, Lemon Demon. Oh, yes. yes. Um, and I was like, I, I know... Oh, I also yeah. listened to tri- Two Trucks this week, entirely separate oh, from that. Oh, Two Trucks having, sex. having sex, Two Trucks two having sex. sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. That is a thing that exists. That is a thing that exists. <laughs> and it may or may not be a lesbian anthem. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, no, I... From my lesbian nerd friendship circles, <laughs> yes. It is a very appreciated track. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, did you listen to anything else? Uh, I think that's what, I mean, I'm still listening through. Oh, there's a new Boston's Favourite Son. Again. Oh, yeah. Oh, episode 50. You know what I did listen to? <laughs> Thirsty Sword Lesbians. Oh, shit. On a Dice Funk special one shot. Oh, shit. I was on that. Yeah. Shower and Amira and Phoenix. I haven't finished listening to it yet, but I've started listening, and you all did really good. We had fun. Yeah. It is It is a fun system once you wrap your head around it. it is, yes. Thirsty Sword Lesbians is a fun system for narrative, primarily narrative storytelling. Yeah. That doesn't concern itself with roles unless it would be interesting for character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we 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 had fun with that. Um, I think perhaps we could have done with a bit more practice of 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 learning how to play the system. It's but it's given a co- the short space of time yeah. we had to do everything. I think we had fun and we told a really good story it's, about it, yeah. consent and Halloween and being a bit different and that being yeah. fine. It's a complicated system to learn at the best of times, and it's also definitely more suited to lengthier uh, sessions and campaigns. You can do one-shots with it, and this one-shot went very well, but like, it doing a one-shot with that system is jumping in the deep end somewhat. Especially when nobody at the table has played it, like a full game of it before this. Yeah. Um, like, I watched the uh, official Ro- Roll20 channel... Uh, video of them playing it, I think, as part of the Kickstarter. Yeah. With the creator, and, the, you know, the creator giving them, like, some good good hints for that. But, like, a few people were like, it's powered by the Apocalypse system, it doesn't really have heart rolls, but you do have a heart stat, so... Yeah. Your, your stats. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, we had a great time, and I yeah. think we told a lovely story, and people seemed to enjoy, like, where it went. Yeah, so far I'm really enjoying the characterization that everyone's doing, and it's Might have made a few people cry. Yeah, but like that. in a good way. Yeah. Um. So go check that out if you like Dice Funk. Go check out Thirsty Sword Lesbians. Yeah. Uh, well, that's everything I've listened to this week. What? Yeah. Well then, <gasps> time for this. Have you, have you seen this letter? Oh, yes, yes, Delivered yes. straight to my bloody door, they did. Oh, indeed, indeed. We're complaining about our news as if, as if we've ever done anything bad, ever. I mean, we're, we're, we're elderly white men working in the British press. How could we possibly have done anything wrong? Exactly, exactly. I, I, I think we need to formulate a response because it is, it is ridiculous that anyone would suggest that we in the news media could ever do anything wrong. Oh, I will, I've already responded. Yes, uh, let me... I just oh, said, oh. nah. Oh, I, I also responded. I, I, I put, um, we spent a long time on it, so, nah. Ah, yes, 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 well, apparently they weren't happy with that. Okay, okay, well, maybe maybe we can work together on our response to that. Uh, how about, um, la la la, I'm not listening. 
uh, what about la la la? We did everything right. Uh, you are wrong. And um, I know you are, but what am I? I am uh, rubber plantation, and you are uh, glue. Ah, oh, yes. What 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 uh, bounces off me? It sticks to you. Indeed. So, indeed. Yes, yes. um. Take that criticism. Indeed. Ah, wonderful. I, I think another day saved by us. Yes, we, the, 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 the rich, white, elderly men at the head of British media. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. I am Cat. I am reporting here live from outside the food cupboard. There are many people coming and going, but I don't seem to see that any of them is actually feeding me yet. Excuse me, excuse me. Uh, hello? Yeah, have you noticed that I haven't been fed? Uh, you were fed about an hour ago. Nope, haven't been fed. No, you were fed about an hour ago, Kitty. Uh, and how, how do you feel about the fact that you are har- harbouring all of the cat food? Well, I mean, we're giving it to you in daily re- predictable portions. And I noticed that you do not eat the cat food yourself. Is that, is that, is that accurate no, to say we, that you we, don't eat we, the cat food? We keep it around for you. We, so the, the food is for me and and, and, and you, you're not eating it. So you would say that you're hoarding the cat food. I mean... Away from the cat who is me. We we, we we were looking after your health and making sure you eat at a reasonable portion in time. And, and you get to decide that, do you? Uh... Yes, because uh, we used to feed you more, and you got ill, and the vet said that you were in bad health, and therefore we fed you at this time in these amounts. Yeah. Food. I know, I know. This is Cat reporting from the food cupboard. Uh, food. Food. I, I give you scratches. Okay. <laughs> I'm not food. Oh, I have an idea. <laughs> do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors? Yeah. Alright, Larry. Alright, Barry. How you doing? Oh, uh, you know, uh, it's been a week, isn't it? it? It has been a week. You know, the people against free public transport have been a problem. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people have been a problem this week. Sorry, that was my anti-trams joke. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my phone loves to make that particular autocorrection. I noticed, uh, yeah. It's uh, kind, of, kind of hilarious at this point that my phone has not picked up on the fact I'm trying to say trans. <laughs> yeah, you know, you as as, uh, as the activist-y type you <laughs> yeah, are, mate. Yeah. Look, I mean, I don't think it, it uh, breaks my overall point, but it does get an occasional chuckle that also, I like public transport and I like uh, trans activism of the two seem to overlap yeah. and why not put put the two together oh we are driving a uh, an electric uh, vehicle through the houses of parliament oh exactly exactly yep. oh i have had to bury myself in fucking activism this week it's, yeah, been, yeah, it's been a lot yeah. i have been uh, immersed in a lot of transphobia and it has been a oh it's been a journey oh no don't recommend yeah. that and I'm not going to get into most of it, because most of it's just fucking depressing. But one thing I want to get into, because, like, yeah, I don't talk about it often enough, and it's, like, it's kind of a big thing. So much of the anti-trans movement is entirely fucking based on uh, the attempts to regress feminism in order to re-establish, uh, like, conservative traditional family values. Divide and conquer, there's a lot of that in Yeah, it's, it's a lot of divide and conquer, and obviously we, like, you know, it's a known fact that a lot of the funding for the anti-trans movement comes from fucking right-wing Christian conservatives in the US. Yes. And 
I don't think it's an accident that, like, a lot of the things that it is funding are people who are anti-sexual uh, liberation, anti-gender uh, nonconformity. But I think a big part of it... Anti-bodily autonomy, generally. Yeah. I think a big part of it that, like, doesn't get talked about enough is uh, a lot of it is funded by... Um, Men who like the idea of men societally holding privilege and power that women do not. Yep. Which is a thing that is threatened by the idea of uh, trans or non-binary people. Because if gender is not an immutable fact, it is something that can be transcended. It means that their category that gives them their societal power is something that can be moved in and out of at will. And that is a scary proposition. It means that their their stranglehold on power is not as absolute as they would like to insist it is. And perhaps why they go quite so hard on, on trans women. You know, why would you give up being a man? Well, that's it. It's why would you give up this societal position slash, oh no, people might step into this powerful position on both sides. It is, how dare you undermine the idea that we have power that is innate. Yeah, but at the same time, you're getting very much the... Uh... Oh, well, well, trans women are, are, you know, terrible and bad and, 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 and aggressors. And, yeah. and trans men are all victims. Terrible vi- oh, Oh, they're all victims, so they are. Yeah, and you've got stuff like um, uh, lower surgery for trans people might mean that some trans people cannot play into the, uh, the expectations of um, biological childbearing as part of the, uh, what is it, the... Uh, nuclear nuclear family dynamic you know there's a lot of like oh no the traditional idea of family that we benefit very much from might not be an unchangeable fact and that's very scary to the people in power yeah but uh, you know scary to the people in power is really the best way to be i think well exactly exactly uh, that's it oh yeah mate oh hell yeah yeah that's good stuff yeah Ah, oh, good on mate, good on good on oh. Right, you know, I think I'll uh, yeah, probably better get on, mate, get on. Yeah, yeah, have a, have a good one. Have you a good too, one. mate, you too. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. So, <gasps> Laura, me, we've got a book. We do. It's called Who Hunts the Whale. It is. It's a book that is about the video game industry and exploitative business practices, and it's available to pre-order. It is. You can go to unbound.com forward slash uh, books forward slash whale. And it's a book. You can go get a copy and there's all sorts of backer rewards and stuff yeah. you can get. Um, and it's going to be fucking amazing because I've had a really good time writing this. And and, and now now into the polish phase. We're into the polish yeah. phase. We're yeah, we're right, we're right near the, the end. And then we're going to yeah. go back over it and do it again. But yeah. it's, oh, I love this book so much. It's... Yeah. I'm writing it with you. I feel so much happier about this first draft than I usually do about my first drafts. I think it helps that we can, like, the fact that it's each other's work. Yeah. So it can be like, oh, no, you did amazing. No, you did amazing. Oh, you did amazing. Yeah. Whereas with your own first draft on your own, it's very much like, a, oh, no, I've done yeah. thing and I'm an artist. And I'd, of course I hate everything I've ever done. Oh, God. Yeah. Ah. I'm real happy with how our working together has gone. Yay. Um... 
Yeah, should I talk about the other stuff I do? Tell us about those things. Uh, you can find me at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. Uh, that's the one that pays the bills. I do stuff on TikTok. Um, apparently you can fucking see me on all the fucking media outlets at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you were, you, were, you were spotted at a, a protest yesterday. I was, I was at a protest yesterday. I've been... Picking fights with the BBC. Google Google Trans Activism UK will come up with what I've been up to fucking recently. Um, other than that, I've got other books. There's Uncomfortable Labels, uh, Things I Learned From Areas But, and Gender Euphoria. There's other podcasts I do. Uh, Pixel Squirt, uh, Podquisition, um, Dice Funk. That's that one uh, that, that we've both been, we've both done. Uh, I'm also on another podcast with you that isn't this one. What's that? It's polyamory, which oh. will have episodes up soon. <laughs> polyamory is very good, and you should go listen to it. And we will have episodes soon. But book is everything at the moment. Also, everything is everything right at the moment. Yeah. Uh, what about a lot of anything yeah. else? Well, what about you? What do you do? I make music under the name Bedroom Programming. You can <gasps> find that on SoundCloud. That's that, that's music that even I enjoy. Yeah. Months after writing it, in some in some cases over a year after writing it. I still like listening to my own music. Yeah, it's good music. I like it. I think I think it's important that you should make music for yourself. Yeah. Uh, I think I've achieved that, so that's fine. And if other people like it, all the better. Uh, we've got a Facebook group. We've got a Discord. Uh, I've got a Redbubble where you can buy spooky shirts and, and all sorts of other silly stuff. You can celebrate butts. <gasps> butts are good, right? Butts are good. Uh, you can go to StarMonkeyRadio.blog where sometimes I write about board games. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel, I'm on Twitter, twitch.tv, I broadcast on uh, UK time about 19.30 at the moment, and patreon.com slash radio. that's the one that pays my bills, and for as little as a dollar a month you can help me justify a 76 hour work week, although I suspect it's about to get a little bit bigger, so no rest, never any rest, no <laughs> rest for the wicked, ain't no rest for the wicked, or for the not wicked, for the cute, no rest for the cute, you're cute. So Laura, <gasps> sing us out please darling Until next time, be a stranger